The Evermore podcast is now sponsored by WFST Total Compliance. WFST provides fire safety requirements UK-wide to prepare you and your employees should the worst happen. Do what you do best and visit wfst.co.uk today. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Evermore YouTube channel and podcast. It's Chris and Mark back on a Monday night at half past nine, the new time. We're asking the same question we do every single week. What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on, Mark. It was the show before Christmas and all through the house, nothing was stirring, not even a mouse. But hang on a second. What was that? It's knocked over the Christmas tree. It's the bloody podcast. That's what's going on, mate. How are you? Well done, well done, well done. I like it. I like it. Why not, Doctor Zeus? Eat your heart, Doctor Zeus. Eat your heart. As everybody everybody can see, we are wearing our Christmas tops tonight, as we are here. So Eddie Howe may have cancelled the Christmas do, but this is our Christmas do, so to speak, for you wonderful viewers in the chat. So uh, we hope you enjoy. But what's going on with you, Mark? How have you been? I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's been a it's been a fairly decent weekend. Nearly set for Christmas. Big guys coming, and I don't mean Steve Bruce. He'd be late. He'd be late. He'd make excuses that the reindeers couldn't couldn't run in that particular formation. Probably Steve Bruce was sadder, I think. He'd still be playing five at the back with him, wouldn't he? <laughs> he, probably would be, he probably would be, mate. Yeah, but uh, that's good. You're all set for Christmas. Well, uh, you filled in admirably, it must be said, for the post-match analysis for the Fulham game at the weekend. As I was otherwise engaged, I was actually up in the town uh, when the second half had finished. I couldn't watch the second half. But I did happen to hear some Fulham fans on the way to, to the local waitrose who were saying they were absolutely disgusted at the state of the football at St. James's Park. And who is this Lewis Miley? What a disgraceful young man he was. That's what they said as they were off to get their, uh, their gravel axe and their, uh, and their dips from, uh, from waitrose. Maybe. We've, got, we've, got, we've got loads to get stuck into, as always, tonight. And as it's the last show before Christmas, we'll have a bumper edition here as well. But just before we do, as we always say, if you like what you're watching, you haven't watched us before, smash that subscribe. We'd love you to come and join us. We are over 6K for Christmas, which is amazing. Thank you so much to all you great people who've clicked that button. You will be announcing the prize winner tonight by random bow selector uh, in a little bit, so make sure you check that out, guys. If you've already got your comments in to the 6K video, you will be in for the draw. And we are live tonight. As always, jump in the comments, as a few of you already have. Simon is in the house. We've also got Stu Mag is there. George is here. Ian is here as well. 66 has joined the party. Roger, the artful Dodger, is also here. Abacus, counting you as well. Boom, boom. Segue, segue. And uh, yeah, we've got David Veach as well, who's saying the cat is causing havoc as usual. He's not even moved yet, David. I just preempted it. Just preempted he's, it. To be fair. He's not in the house, so he, he, he's currently um, play, playing out. I, I don't know exactly. where the hell he is. Doing hang, on, hang, on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Mark, have you got your ear pierced? Have you got all wham as well, like Jason Tindall, mate? Is that what you've done? I, I have. I have not. They are I've not got your ear piece. No, yeah, he's just they, got ear headphones. You've got earpieces in, 66, yeah. There'll be no Club Tropicana tonight. No, no chance. We haven't had the bevies yet, so uh, we'll be singing that one anytime soon. But we've got loads to get stuck into. Let's kick it off, Mark. There is only one place to start, and it was that win 
at the weekend. Yes, I did watch the game when I was uh, finished with my evening festivities with my, my lovely lady up in Newcastle. I did go and see a couple who had a podcast that's slightly bigger than ours, uh, and it was quite fun and enjoyable. So uh, that was really a really good time. But obviously, I did watch the, the Newcastle United highlights. The first chance I got... And there was only one place to start, Mark, really, wasn't it? And it was that young boy, that star boy, Miley Stone moment, as we've called it. Louis, Louis Miley's first goal for Newcastle. That's right, mainstream media, Louis Miley, not Lewis Miley. That is driving me up the fucking wall, that is. But, mate, how good was that kid's first goal for the club? Yeah, I mean, I said this on Saturday, didn't I? It was, it just... It's one of those where it's sort of written in the stars for, for to be at home, to be in front of the Gallagher, for it to to be the way that it's sort of done. Bruno's taken some stick um, over recent weeks. I think possibly unfairly at times, but I, I think he's he's possibly deserved a little bit at times because he he has looked a little bit off his game. But that run through. The he gets a little bit lucky with the with the bounce um through through to Miley in the end. But look, the the lad takes it and he he's so calm um in, in sort of firing it across the goalkeeper and into the the, the far post. Um, it, it just shows a, an unbelievable level of maturity from from the kid to be put in that position to come into the game as well on the back of Joe Linton being injured. Um, another one will will come to come on to that um, yeah. But he was, I mean, we came on, he was he was utterly exceptional. Um, I mean, again, it, it just it, it fascinates me actually because when you when you watch him, it, his movement around um around the pitch, his ability to just find those little those little spaces and and pull players with him, and he just shows such awareness of of where to go on the field and where everybody else is in relation to him. Um, he's exceptional. Um and he, yeah, he's he's just going to get better and better, isn't he? And and it's so nice to see him get off the mark. He's got his first assist. He's now got his first goal. The sky's the limit for the kid. Absolutely. And I love the comment there from Dean. His interview was classic. You can see how excited he was. But what I loved about the interview the most was, was Dan Burmes with him, almost like his minder. Uh, and uh, he spoke really well, actually, if you felt. I was expecting like a really nervous, kind of broken voice. But he was quite calm. He was quite, you know, eloquent. He was... You know, he was smiling, obviously, you know, with, with the goal. Then Dan Byrne just turned around and said, basically, you know, he's he's done so well. He said, to get a goal at 17, he went, it's amazing. And he said, he's such a lovely lad as well. He went, actually makes me hate him more because he's such a nice <laughs> lad, <laughs> which which is classical. Dan Byrne's banter is just uh, top draw, to be fair. But you're right, Mark. I mean, the kid, the kid is special. I mean, I know some people might say, um, you know, we're, we're being hyperbolic, but I think Simon's got it on the money here. Louis Miley's really is such an exciting talent. You can even see Bruno... It just startled how good he is for so young. Bruno said that a couple of times. I can't believe how good he is at at seventeen years old. And it's just that it's just that that pure mentality, isn't it, Mark? You know, you, you can have ability, you can have pace, you can have power, you can have skill. You know, Ronaldo at eighteen was doing you know loads of tricks and step overs and flicks and all that stuff. But you look at Louis Miley, and it's the brain so behind that baby face that there's, there's like a. You know, a 27-year-old veteran with 60 caps mentality in there. That the way that the lad can adapt his game when he needs to at such a young age, and we'll come on to Lewis Hall in a minute. Maybe some of the reasons why this isn't quite going as well for for, for Lewis Hall, but it's a mentality thing. You know, I always remember. You know, we're of an age when we remember the class of '92 coming through at Manchester United, and it wasn't just the ability with those lads, Mark. It was the mentality that they all had, and you see them talking 
at length on documentaries, the sacrifices they made, the friends they had to leave behind, all these things. And when you see Louis Miley, you get that vibe off him. You get that kind of vibe off a lad who's willing to, to sacrifice all those other things to not go out with his mates that he, you know, he maybe wants to go out with, you know, and, and and just concentrate on his game. And I mean, for a long time in the background, I think you'd have to be, you know, probably a Newcastle fan to hear this, but a long time in the background, this name has been, you know, whispered in certain corridors about listen, we've got this kid coming through and he's 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 this and he's that. But you know, I don't think any of us were expecting him to be as good as he's been. And it's really softened that Sandro Tonali blow mark, hasn't it, in terms of missing him as a as a player for the squad when you see how good this kid is. Sandro who? <laughs> exactly, mate. Imagine what he's thinking. A penny for his thoughts looking at this kid well, progressing the yeah, way he is. I mean it, well, I think everybody. I was so excited to see Tonali play, weren't we? And, and, and yeah. given his ability and what he's done in in, in Serie A, and and obviously for the Italy side, and, and certainly for the um, for the under twenty one Italy side, the the sort of the the expectation there was quite high, and and there's a there's still a huge feeling of disappointment with that whole thing and there will be I think rightly right until the end whether he plays again he doesn't play again what, what have you but much of that's almost been forgotten now because this gem has appeared and not out of nowhere because those within the club those who, who follow the 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 um, the progress, the progress the, of the, the lad. The yeah. teams that it's sort of like the younger teams and stuff. Sorry, I couldn't get my words out. Um, those who follow like the younger teams and the in the progression of the academy players and, and the you know the the reserves, that sort of thing, have have seen the kid play and, and know what a talent he he's looked at that level. And then there's the question of what he can do when he steps up. And I guess what we saw in the summer, didn't we, that there were there were flashes of him that you look yeah you look in the preseason tour yeah yeah and that was against proper players as well that wasn't well, exactly. against mugs that was against starting eleven players and you knew watching him didn't you I think it was Brighton wasn't it there was a couple of times he he took a touch and whipped it around somebody and you thought oh hang on a minute you know, this kid looks like he's got something here yeah absolutely and and then the question is well can he bring that to the to the first team can he bring it regularly to the Premier League to cup games and Maybe we'll see him in the in the Carabao Cup this season. Yeah. We're, we're not we're not likely to see him play in the in the Champions League or, or really regularly in the Premier League. Well, yeah, and he stood out <laughs> effortlessly <laughs> tackle Mbappe. <laughs> we didn't think we we're going to see and, that, did we? And just, I mean, it's ridiculous when you think about it. The kid being would go on and go. It's like Dan Dan Burns six foot seven. We have to mention the fact that Louis Louis Miley who slipped into it there. Louis Miley is seventeen. And he's outshone hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of million pounds worth of, of players against the likes of of Manchester United and PSG, Chelsea, and Milan, Chelsea, and, Chelsea. and the list goes on. And and he, he comes on again at the weekend, and and he, and he outshines the likes of Pellini, who's highly rated. And um, it's just it's another, it just it's phenomenal performance. I I can't come back to the fact that he. He comes in cold because he's he's had to rush in the fact that that Joe Linton's gone off injured, and he's still his temperament is there, his his his, eth, his work ethic is there. He's just he's got the right head on his shoulders. I agree with that comment before about the, the the dressing room as well. 
it is the yeah. perfect environment to bring him into because he will be work, he will be nurtured and he will be looked after by all of those you know those professionals that are in there and this whole family unit that this you know the, the club has become it's just the perfect place for him to, to grow as a footballer it absolutely is. Sai is saying there, he keeps saying it, but Miley's height and frame reminds him of Yaya Torre. Jesus Christ, if he's half the player that guy turned out to be, what I've got a career he's going to have, Sai. But but as you just said there, but I think I think for me, again, there's no better time for a, a gem like this to appear in, in the Newcastle United setup because, you know, I, I actually wrote a piece earlier on about this, didn't I? And I don't know whether it's going to get put on somebody's site or not. We'll maybe be seen. We don't do our site anymore. So hopefully I might get it out there and, you know, we'll give you guys a shout for the link on it. But I said this is a perfect time for a player of Miley's ability and potential to appear because Newcastle are no longer that club who sells those gems. We're no longer that club who sells a Gaza, a Waddle, a Beardsley back in the day to Liverpool. We're, Andy Carroll, we're not, the, we're not that club anymore. We're here to... To, to find these players and develop them. I mean, the academy's not been great over the years. There's probably been a handful of players, decent players. If you're talking about players who really made you go, wow, hang on a minute, Jesus Christ, look at him. You're probably going to have to go back to Andy Carroll for the last one, I think. You know, the number nine shirt on, terrorising defences week in and week out in the Premier League before he was sold for a ridiculous amount of money. Louis Miley has come into this setup. And, and as you say, Mark, you know, even, even with the players around him, he's got a much better player quality of player around him than the likes of Longstaff did when he first come through, you know, the likes of uh, Dummett, the likes of Stevie Taylor, all those kind of guys. He's got a better group of players around him and he's, he's actually performing alongside them toe-to-toe with Bruno, with Joe, and he's standing out in amongst two Brazilian internationals. And that's even more testament to how good this lad is. I mean, what he reminds me of, and again, this might be total hyperbolic, but he reminds me of that buzz Not that like had yeah, well, it's not like any Newcastle fan, is it, mate? But but it reminds me of that buzz that City had around Phil Foden, that buzz yeah. of have of having that kid behind the scenes that everybody knew was just this this unbelievably young, talented superstar player in the making. But you have to have the right manager to develop it. And by God, we've got the right manager to develop this kid right now, Mark. Haven't we? I mean, what 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 could he become under Eddie Howe, man? Yeah, I, I, and I think that that is the the overriding factor in where Louis Miley is. And and it, I hate to bring his name up because we, we we do mention him far too much on this. Can you imagine what would happen if he came through under Bruce? Under Bruce, oh my God! Can you he imagine? Would, we would have the, sold him. We would have sold him, mate. He would, in the January window, probably. The, the lack of progressiveness in his in his game, or the lack of development that he would he have development. That was the word I was looking for before the development teams. Um, the lack of development that he would have um, in, in his game, because he would be stifled. He wouldn't be allowed to be the player that he is. And anyhow, again, when you go back through what he's done since he's been at the club, that the the, the start, and, and it wasn't a terrific start. We, we'll all acknowledge that. But the signs were there early on about the way that he wanted his, his team to play. And then the progression from the likes of, of Miggy and Joe Linton and now Lascelles and Sean Longstaff and, and Anderson, everybody else, Anderson, Anderson as, well. as well. So there's 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 loads that you can go through. I mean, your craft looked brilliant oh, looked again, and, brilliant I, and I gave him absolutely. I gave him huge props at the week because I, I thought he he was really really good at the weekend. It, 
we'll get onto the team, but I think I think yeah. Craft will start tomorrow. We'll get onto the team in, in in a minute for tomorrow's game. But but I think you're right, Mark. I, I mean, again, we'll, we'll come on just briefly to the rest of the lads. I know you covered it brilliantly in the post match, but but just the buzz and excitement around this kid right now. I mean, the way he's playing, we've seen so many different clubs that he's got in the bag already at 17 years old, and, and he reminds me of of those kind of players when they come through, you know, you know, it's obviously a different environment because they were much bigger clubs, but like when Stevie Gerrard came through at Liverpool and you saw this little gangly kid come on, you thought, fucking hell, he, he looks a player, you know, and, and we've got a player like that now in and amongst our side. And, and at the minute, I don't see, I don't see how taking him out in terms of his strongest 11. I see Louis being in that strongest 11 right now on form. I know he rested him anyway, is what he called. He didn't drop me resting him because he didn't want he wanted to manage his minutes and he obviously wants to manage the expectations. Yeah. And then Louis comes off the bench and does does that and just raises the expectations again. But I think the kid has broad enough shoulders to take it. He just he just, he looks totally, totally unfazed. You know, it, it reminds me a lot of, you know, in terms of the mentality and and that ability at such a young age to, to just take that pressure on, you know, was like Michael Carrick when he was at West Ham and then he went to Spurs. You know, everyone was going, "Oh my God, look at this young lad! Look, look how good he is on the ball!" And he went to Man United, and he just he just kept stepping up and up and up. And you know, the difference is, I think that Louis Louis can realize what he wants to realize at Newcastle United because the club is going in the right place. And you hit the nail on the head, Mark. You know, you look at poor Matty Longstaff under Steve Bruce. If Matty Longstaff had broke through under Eddie Howe, who knows what he could have been for Newcastle United? You know, and it's just such a shame that he, he broke through under the wrong manager. But thank God, probably one of the most talented youngsters we've had in years has broke through with this manager at the helm because he knows exactly how to get the best out of him. And I'm so excited to see how the kid progresses, Mark. Really, I really am. Yeah, completely. It's one of the way you're almost wishing for a few years to, to go past just to see where he's he's got to. Where he is. Uh, and and it's just yeah, and 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 it's that now. It's just about watching watching him progress and watching him develop as a as a footballer under how and maybe he's breaking into that England side over the next eighteen months. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Could he, he could be an outside bet for that European Championships, mate? Could be an outside it's bet. A, it's funny. I was going to say that, and I thought, is that too much? But actually, it is. If he continues to perform the way that he is, why not? Because he, he's he's shown that he's good enough and he can go toe to toe with some of the best in the world. So why the hell not? If he if he carries on like this, take him. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. And Andy saying that Miley's a silver line of our injury list, hundred percent. There's no doubt about that. How much time <clears throat> would he've had in midfield if everybody was fit? Probably just the odd sub appearances. Yeah, you're right. He's going to save his millions. But it, the, the thing that this Andy, I, I always say this is. You know, opportunity knocks for young players when injuries happen. You know, you look at all the all the cracking. You think the cracking players that the Premier League has seen in England have had over the years. You know, Wayne Rooney comes in because somebody's injured at Everton, does what he does. Stephen Gerrard comes in at Liverpool because somebody's injured. Michael Owen comes in because I think Robbie Fowler's injured at, at Liverpool. You know, Beckham. You know, all those kind of players. They all come in because somebody's either injured, suspended, or, I mean, in the case of Manchester United, he had the balls to sell about five first-team players, didn't he, and replace some of these young kids, and that was a big gamble for Ferguson, but he did it well, and it paid off, because he knew this, these kids were going to step up and do the job, and, and Louis Miley, for me, is, honestly, I'm, I'm buzzing, I've not been that excited about a young prospect since Carroll was just absolutely terrorising defenders, as, as Splat 1000 says there, he was he was brutal, and other players were shit-scared of him, they really were, he was like a, he was like a some kind of. Um, remember the Kurgan from the Highlander? He was like that when he was just running around wielding a sword and just fucking 
getting everybody. That's what Carol was like when he when he was wearing that number nine. Weird. Shirt. That was on the other night as well. I started it watching was. that. What, what a movie. What a, what a movie. Happy Halloween, ladies. What a fucking movie. Um, but yeah, Carol was Carol was tremendous when he when he broke through. And he was the last one, I think, where everybody looked at Newcastle and went, Wow, look at that player they produced. And it's been way too long. I mean, you look at the academy now, we've had to go and buy young players from all around Europe, really, to, to, to try and improve that quality. But but yeah, Louis could easily be the centrepiece. But just talk a little bit about the rest of the performance of the lads before we move on to the next one. I mean, as, as I said there, Kraft was brilliant. I thought Byrne was really good as well. Solid, um, gets his goal. <clears throat> I thought he did really well at full-back and then he slipped in the centre-half and I thought he did excellently there as well. Livermento again. Gordon looked good, although he wasn't full kind of Gordon because he's tiring a little bit. And unfortunately for him, there's not a lot of players out there to relieve the pressure on him. Wilson looks sharp, and and overall, I think it was a it was a it was a good performance. But I must say, Christmas is coming. Okay, guys, everybody in the comments, can somebody please buy Marco Silva a pair of glasses and send them down to him in London? Because how in the name of sweet Jesus Christ, Mark, does he not think that's a red card? It was like fucking UFC or something when it was like a flying knee. I mean, what was he doing? What was, what was he, you could see he changed in midair. If you ever want to see a player in midair who goes, oh, shit, I've really made a mistake here. That was Jimenez, wasn't it, really, in that tackle? He knew he was done when it went to the moment, mate. I mean, yeah, you're looking at it being WWE sort of stuff, aren't you, from it being at that sort of high kick to a... I mean, he just wallops through him, completely takes him out at yes. head height. And I don't know how you can even look at that and think... Might have been a yellow. I, I understand Marco Silva's frustration with the foul beforehand. I kind of see that. And, and, and I, to be honest, when I was doing the post match, I didn't really look at that too much in terms of what Lascelles had just done to Jimenez. And I think Lascelles has got away with one there. Not that I think it was a red card or anything like that. I just think he, he's got away with a bit of a, a bit of a dig on him. It's probably a foul. Those. You miss you. Those don't get given an awful lot, but for them to to him and us to lose his mind at that point and do what he's doing, you just what are you doing, lad? I mean, he he was going to be a threat. I, th- I think during that game, I thought you know Fulham would play through you know to him and he would be, become a difficult um, a difficult player to manage, especially with you know with, with Fabian Sherby missing and just thought that that's their avenue. And then to go out and do something like that, but Silva to come out and, and he was bitching and moaning about how you know Fulham didn't get free kicks. Well, the, I think the count was was twelve to seven, so you did, you did get your free kicks. Yeah, you may not have got your yellow cards that you wanted for nothing, but it wasn't as one sided on the, on the foul count as as he sort of was making out. I mean, it's just another one that's had a a massive whinge. You can put him in there. The Klopp Arteta bracket as, as you know, salty tears from him from from his team. Yeah, maybe not as bad as those. I do like Marco Silva, but he's definitely dropped a bollock there. Simon saying that our match of the day, Danny Murphy said his bomb was out of control, which is the most insightful he's ever been <laughs> in analysis. To be fair, Danny Agreed. Murphy's face does look a bit like an arse cheek, so maybe he just you know he was an expert to 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 comment on that. Really, Simon and all for headers, but it, it was a ridiculous tackle. It really was. There's no defence in that. You can see him in Ezra's face. Everyone's got that look when they go, oh. And just dropped the bollock, and that was him and there's all over the place, absolutely. But uh, but it was it was it, it was it was bloody terrible, and, and rightly so, a red card. But but it was a great win, and I think it was a win that was needed as well. You know, Eddie's not under pressure 
by any of the fan base locally, you know, but you can hear the, the shit houses nationally were starting to sharpen the blades a little bit. I did my rant about, you know, Jason Cundy with a silent T talking bollocks, you know, on that on that station where bollocks is just, you know, like oxygen, it's in the air. Um, but he's not under any pressure from us. But I think if, if we hadn't won that game, they might have come from a little bit, Mark, as well, hadn't they? So it was good to get that win under the belt and to keep in that race for the top four as well. I think some of the more fickle ones might have had something to say, especially Possibly. after the 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 the, the team going out on, on Wednesday. But look, you you have to look at it in in where it is in the the scenario of the season with the number of injuries and stuff, and, and it can get a tired narrative for people, and they they don't want to keep hearing the same thing. But while you are short of so many players, you're going to hear the same thing, and, and Newcastle have done incredibly well with the short number of players that they have to get to get through this period of time. And they've done bloody well during it as well. You think of the results that have gone gone on oh, in mate. this period. They're ridiculous. And Wednesday night was was awful. Nobody wanted to to see that happen. Um but they haven't like you said at the time and I think a lot of people said in the in the comment of it, there was no disgrace in going out the way that they went out. They went out no, guns blazing effectively, going to try and, and win the game and stay in the Champions League. And hmm. look, if your team is gonna go out and put an effort in to try and win a game and you lose, fine. I I can live with that. If they've rolled over and and, and just gone, no, we've we are done, we're gonna be out, we'll 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 leave it then. Then then I have a problem with you, but if you're going to go out like that, then then absolutely fine. Like you can't get knocked for that. No, no. I mean, we went out swinging, you know, unlike Manchester United, who, who went out whimpering completely. Uh, Jens is <laughs> saying Sean's dad played hockey in Sweden. I doubt he'd ever uh, saw such a violent tackle during his career. To be, it was definitely one for the sin bin, I think, wasn't it? Definitely. I, I saw a few of uh, a few of games where, where he would have been playing for Whitley against the. Um, against oh, the yes. wasps and stuff and yeah, let me yeah. tell you there were some tasty sort of games in there where there, was, was. Some, there was some brutal stuff and I, I'm not sure anything compared to, to what Jimenez brought on certainly not from, from a football sense but but it was a, it was a great win great result for the lads and it was something else that was great that happened at the game it's a festive season and the Cassian United fans decide to um, you know, serenade the the, the management team with, with, a, with a bit of a Christmas classic. If anyone was at the game, you would have heard it. And it's been doing the rounds on social media. And, and what it was, was the famous hit by Wham last Christmas. Uh, but at the end, uh, when they say, uh, you know, was it this year to save me from tears, rather than I'll give it to someone special, I'll give it to Jason Tyndall. And uh, the whole crowd started singing it. They were walking around. Matt, uh, Matt Ritchie was pissing himself. Pointing at JT, Mad Dog was Mad Dog was listening and smiling, and then some genius on the internet decided to to, to mock up a picture, Mark, which I think you're going to pull up in a second, um, which which depicted uh, the dynamic duo uh, Aswam from Last Christmas. And th- this, honestly, I don't know what's more scary: the fact that these hairdos just work with their faces completely, utterly. Uh, they look like a fantastic pop duo from the eighties, but. Uh, you know, somebody's even mocked up a Christmas jumper of this already. And there's no doubt in my mind that Eddie and JT have seen that probably. You know, Mad Dog has seen that. So that is fucking amazing, that, isn't it? It is, it is phenomenal. I did I said to you before I came on, I wanted to have that as the uh, as the intro for and I, I thought it's just gonna <laughs> get, get sued. Yeah, but let's not go down that route. But um <laughs> yeah, it was I mean that was just that was funny. Well done. Whoever's whoever's come up oh. with that is just it's just brilliant. Jeez, really, really we, we, we can't even remember. Get behind. 
Oh yeah, we can't even remember who it was to, to give him the credit, which which which, which we always do, which we always do. But uh, yeah, it was absolutely superb. The guys, in the comments, I loved it as well. It was absolutely superb. It really was. And uh, uh, was that uh, click on the wrong one there? Sorry, beg your pardon. Ooh, there we go. Click on the wrong one there. Uh, yeah, but it was uh, it was a fantastic bit of crack as well. I must admit. And I wonder what other Christmas songs the Castle fans might 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 come up with. You know, maybe all I want for Christmas is Lou, possibly Louis Miley. Maybe that'll be the next one that comes off the uh, off the old uh, arena as yeah. well, which would be uh, will be superb, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, it was great to see the the Newcastle fans in such great spirit from, from a brilliant one. But there was a little bit of bar humbug going on as well. More injuries, Mark, the mountain up. Obviously, we lost um, Fabian Cher early doors, um, which which apparently is only a glute injury, so it's not too bad. But I'm not sure he'll he'll be risked. Tomorrow he might be out for a couple of weeks at, at the very least. Uh, Joe Linton went down as well. That one looks a bit a bit of a sore one. Uh, obviously, you know, thankfully Louis Miley come on and did what he did, which we've just been discussing at length. But these these injury lists just are not are not getting any better, are they, mate? Really, and, and you know, people have even asked whether there's going to be an internal review. You know, in terms of the the procedures, I don't know the advice. Whatever it is, all this stuff for Harvey Barnes coming out about the operation. What what's your take on all these injuries, Mark? Is it just too much football? Um, yeah, it's well, I think it, some of them are obviously because I think because the squad's depleted anyway, and you, you, you are having players play more minutes than they possibly would normally. You've obviously got the extra time, and I said this on Saturday in the, in the post match, there was 17 or 18 minutes of extra time added to that game on, on Saturday. I mean, you're looking at another 20 25 percent of your game time. At times, on top of a ninety minutes at, f- at full tilt, these things are going to happen more and more. And you've seen the number of injuries. And I said this again: look at the ones that have happened at Man U and Spurs and, yeah. and things. And 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 this is, I think, this is the, the until they've changed the whole thing with, with regards to added time. I think we'll continue to see some of this. The other side of it is, it's just how much effort these players are putting in. And that absolutely shows, and there will be breakdowns, and the amount of the amount of work the players get through in training and in games is phenomenal. It's something that for Newcastle fans you've not seen before. They look at the amount of running that they do in every game. It's something you've not seen for for decades, probably. Is is that a question that Simon's got a valid question there? I think it's something I've asked before as well. Is our intensity too intense? Do we need to adjust our style to play over the long term? That's a very good question. I think there's a there's probably a, a, a balance to be found in terms of the intensity at times during the game, not 90 minutes worth of it. And I think over recent weeks, you've probably seen a little bit of that creep in where there are lulls in the game when, when Newcastle are trying to control it a little bit more by just keeping the ball. They've struggled at times in, in certain games just to... To you know, just just knock it around, just slow the pace down a little bit, and I think there's there's some especially with some of the if you look at some of the sides on the continent, they have that intensity for 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 part of the game, but then they just stop, the and the ball just gets bit. yeah exactly, and they give themselves ten minutes a breather, and they they they'll pass it around, and it'll go backwards and forwards, and it's slow, and some of it's quite dull, but there's method in that madness because they're waiting for the opportunity to then burst. And and I think Newcastle have got to learn a little bit of that going forward, especially with a with a smaller squad at the moment. They've just got to they've just got to hold um, a little bit before they they go again. Um, but everything that they've done so far, pretty much, has worked. 
Mm. Um, I, th- I think the, the biggest downfall at the moment is just the, the lack of quality in, in, of depth in the squad. You yeah. add a few more to that, and that's suddenly not so much of an issue because you can rest, you can give players minutes off the field, and those yeah. injuries probably don't happen as much. So the, the squad gets bigger, this this becomes less of an issue. But for now, I think there's, there's sort of a happy medium to be found. And there will there will be I think there will be at least three in in January if if not more especially with them potentially looking at the, the, the Saudi market as well alone so I think in terms of fattening out the quality of that squad maybe moving some of the lesser players you know maybe away on loan at the Championship whatever and replacing them with quality I think there is going to be some some surgery done on the Newcastle squad as a whole maybe not so much the um, the starting fourteen there might be one or two brought in here or there but I think that kind of sixteen to eighteen squad. I think there'll definitely be some quality brought in. To coin has come up with a belter uh, Newcastle United Christmas carol there. Simply having a wonderful Wilson time. That is fantastic. I can hear that one getting pumped out at, uh, at St. James's Park pretty soon, to coin. That is a superb one, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Um, keep, them, keep them coming. Oh, keep them coming. Absolutely. We, we love a bit of the old uh, tune Christmas carols. But but yeah, hopefully we can get some of the lads back, you know, come January and then add some additions and we'll maybe not looking uh, not looking too bad uh, we're going to get stuck into the Chelsea game uh, now probably Mark we'll, we'll, we'll move on we'll move on to this actually before we do uh, we'll talk about Lewis Hall um, we have talked about this um, on, uh, before and uh, it's starting to come a, a lot more prominent I think in the mainstream media The Eddie's press conference was quite telling I felt um, everyone was asking where's Lewis Hall why is Lewis Hall not getting any game time why is he not playing all this other stuff. He came against Manchester United in the Carabao Cup, fun enough, in the last round, and he was brilliant. He scored a good goal. Um, I think defensively, he does look a little bit naive. He sometimes gets caught out in terms of his, his positional sense. That's something he needs to work on. But something seems to be going on behind the scenes with Lewis Hall. In the press conference, Eddie was asked um, about Lewis Hall meeting certain criteria um, for the move to become permanent. Eddie was quite evasive about it and said that, you know, he has to meet those criteria. And I, I can't remember who the journalist was, whether it was Craig Cope or whether it was some, maybe Simon Bird, had asked, um, is he meeting that criteria? Will he be a Newcastle player next year? And Eddie turned to the, the, the left to obviously get that kind of um, guidance from somebody else in the club. And they were very cagey about it, Mark. So, you know, in your opinion, I know I've got my theory. I'll let you go first, though. What... What do you think's going wrong with Lewis Hall? What what's happening? It's an odd one, isn't it? Because I think last week and I, and I put this in our group. Funnily enough, just before all of this broke, and and, and if you go back through the timeline, because I kind of think I jumped on the back of it, but I really didn't. But I didn't put any any of my thoughts out online for anybody. But it was a case of what is what is the issue? Is we we've seen when he started, he's come off early when he's the opportunity yeah. for him to come on in games, especially when you go back to that Milan game, uh, sorry, the PSG game where, where players were out on their feet, the the, the lack of feeling of, of bringing, bringing somebody like that on who can give you fresh legs in the last five or 10 minutes. And it, it's been an odd one. I thought he's, he's maybe he's not hit the, the heights that the likes of Livermento have, have done, but there's, there's, there's definitely a player in there, and I, and I think it's just maybe he's one that just needs a little bit more time to to find his feet a little bit in in the Eddie Howe way, and maybe Eddie's being a little bit coy on the whole thing, and obviously he's got to be careful about what he says because 
there are implications in terms of the, the, the full deal later on. And Marcus has just dropped one in the chat there, Gordon, when he first first joined. Yeah, that, that's where I was kind of heading. That's true. Yeah, yeah. If you look at if you look at Gordon when he started, he he didn't quite get it. He was he, he was he had that little bit of a fall. Like, was it at Bournemouth when he when he got taken off and he wasn't happy and he didn't quite it didn't quite fit. But he spent time training with the with the team and 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 getting to understand exactly what Eddie Howe wants out of him. And look at him this season. He's been a, he's been a completely different player, and I think we'll probably see that from Lewis Hall. But the other side is, does he does he know what he wants to be? Does he want to be a fullback? Does he want to be a midfielder? And does he fit into Eddie Howe's thinking? If he wants to play further forward, does he want to be? Does he want to be that player? Does, or can he be that player? Does, does does Eddie trust him enough to to be there? I think some of the journalists have said that look, he's definitely going to be um, a Newcastle player at the end of the season. That there are certain criteria that I think was it Hope put out a, a, a comment earlier on to say it wasn't based on game time. The, the deal it was about other sort of success criteria. Um, but it's it is an interesting one. I, I really hope the lad does does do well because he, he looks like he, he will be a player. It's just just taking him a little bit too long to. In, in sort of people's eyes, it's taken a little bit too long to get to get there. But basing that on the fact that we've seen such an impact from the likes of, of Livermento, who came in same time and, and has hit the ground running. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, and, and Roger's saying the same thing as well. That does he want to be a left back? I mean, I find it really hard to believe that that conversation wasn't had before the deal was done. And and when you look at Lewis Hall. You know, loads of players adapt their game. Gareth Bale is a perfect example. Joe Linton's a good example as well. Adapting your game to a different position and making that position your own. Now, you know, rightly or wrongly, I think it was Frank Lampard threw Lewis Hall in at left back and, and he looked fantastic. You know, he had that, he had that Andy Robertson type vibe about him, you know, being able to get up and down the pitch. And Andy Robertson's a really good player for Hall to look at and maybe think, right, maybe I can model my game on, on, on what that guy does because he's probably been the best left back you know, Christ, certainly in the Premier League, if not in European football for the past decade, probably, is uh, is, is is Andy Robertson. Um, and I think Lewis Hall could be that type of player. Um, I think he's... Um, there is a bit of a standoff, I think, because he wants to play for the part. And when you watch him play, he's always in the box, isn't he, Lewis Hall? The, the rare moments you get, you always see him just kind of flying up into the box behind Callum Wilson or Isaac or something. You think, fucking hell, the left-back's up there again. So he has got that, that attacking, you know, bite in him to get up there, but it's the defensive part of his game that probably, you're right, Mark, Eddie doesn't trust him maybe there because of that defensive naivety is there, that he'll go flying at the pitch looking for an attack and then put us under pressure. It's the same kind of thing you had with Maxi, if you remember, when Maxi wouldn't press and he took Maxi out, didn't he, and he wouldn't play a Maxi. So something needs to be addressed behind the scenes, but but I'd like to think, you know, Hall's only 18 years old, Eddie's a really good man-manager and a good coach. Hall's obviously got this affection for Newcastle because of his family as well. So I'd like to think all parties can get on the same page here and, you know, Hall can settle down and figure out what position that he wants to be in. Eddie can, can you know, help progress him in that position, you know, and then the lad can settle down and sign for Newcastle next season and we can maybe see him become the player that, you know, that, that we want to be. But, but for me, I never saw him in, in youth academy football. I've seen, you know, YouTube clips and stuff of like that. But, He's a really, really good modern day fullback. 
he just needs to work on that defensive part of his game. And he's got one of the best in the business in training day in, day out in Kieran Trippier, who can do both on a regular basis. And Tino looks like he can do both as well. So, so you know, Lewis Hall doesn't have to look very far for role models, Mark. And maybe it's just about the lad getting his mind right in terms of what he wants to be at Newcastle, do you think, as well? Possibly, yeah. I, I think it's it, it's all about the way that he he's conducting himself on and off the field. I think that he's got a bad attitude. He's got a bad attitude. I don't think there's a bad attitude there. But I think you you see the effort and you you see what he puts in all the time. I just think there's a level of commitment to this process that that Eddie wants, and, and whether or not he's seen that, that's pure speculation on my part as to whether that that's being seen and whether. That and, and that trust word comes back as to whether he doesn't yeah. just trust him yet to come in and do what he wants him to do. But look, he's he's got plenty of time. We're only in December. He's got until the end of the season. There's a, there's a long way to go. There's still plenty of football. There's there's cup runs to 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 consider before before anything else like that happens. So he's he's got plenty of time to stake his claim for staying permanently if if that's even a question and it might not even be it might just be that that the the club are really choosing the, the way that they look at this carefully the way that they talk about this really carefully but yeah he he can definitely be a part he can we've like i say we've seen flash we've seen what he could do in the in the few games that we saw when he was at chelsea we've seen in in sort of bits where what he can do for, for Newcastle. i mean and somebody put it in the chat before, the goal he scores against Manchester United is exceptional. And I thought he played really, really well. So there's definitely prospect there. And still, he's he's only 19 as well. So mm. look, he's, I think we've... Maybe some people have been a little bit too harsh on him. Um, maybe he's expecting too much too soon based on, on what we've seen from other, other people. But the time will tell. Um, with this, it is it is an interesting conversation because there are so many different factors to as to what they're looking at. And I did find that 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 press conference question a little odd. That it was weird that Eddie Howe had to look elsewhere for the, the yeah. criteria based that, on it. Where that's what made me uncomfortable about it when he had to look to his left as if something wasn't quite right. And I thought, oh, that's. It's, it's almost looking for well, what can I say legally and, and get away with yeah. without jeopardizing anything else and. Almost didn't sit right with me, and it's not often I can say that about because we know that Eddie's so eloquent, and he's so well, he, he does the press conference and he does it when he's talking about plays so well. And for him to, to almost stumble at that point and be like, "What can I say?" It was an odd, it was an odd thing, but look, I'm I'm still convinced that I think we'll we'll see much more of him yeah. as the season progresses because I think he'll be needed, but I also think he'll he'll. He'll prove himself in training and in games when he comes on that he, he'll be given the opportunity to 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 put more minutes on 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 the field and get more starts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you, you got to remember, and we're also we haven't seen a great deal of him, but you know, he's he's played at Old Trafford, he's played he's played in Dortmund, you know, he's he's played in some big games so far. He's had a chance. Yes, he played against City. Yes, he got hooked at half time. But but you know, I agree with you. I think there is there is. It's not like there's no road back there. I think we, we're not privy to what's going on behind the scenes, but I would back Howe's ability as a manager, his ability as a coach to to get the young lad back on track. And if maybe if Lewis Hall's having a bit of a crisis of identity about where he wants to play, you know, Howe is such a methodical, analytical bloke. 
you'll probably have them sat down in that fucking cinema room in in the, the training ground, showing them clips of them playing for Chelsea, even at the left back on, look how you're influencing the game there. Look at your speed, look at your crossing. You know, it's not your fault, Mudrick's shit, he can't finish. <laughs> if that was Callum Wilson or he's like, you'd be getting an assist, you know. <laughs> and then, and then say, saying that, you know, look at Kieran Trippier, you know, only Bruno Fernandes has more, more. Uh, I think, a passes attempted than him in the Premier League. Only De Bruyne had more, more assists um, than him last season, you know, and that's from the fullback position. So, you know, if Hall wants that glory of being somebody who influences the game, you can do it from the left fullback position. You know, and I, I just really hope that Newcastle make this work because I was so excited when we signed them, you know, and I really don't want this to, to, to go a bit sour. You know, if it does, it does. You know, but I really hope that it doesn't. You know, and I think it'll be testament how good Eddie is as a manager. Is I think Marcus is saying there as well. He's saying Eddie's more of a coach than an administrative manager. He's definitely like a president of a company. Um, I predict Eddie will hit sixty percent win percentage at Newcastle. He probably will. He probably will have the biggest win percentage at Newcastle. Simon's saying he's nothing against the lad at all, but it's not a ringing endorsement for the manager to say he's not sure if he'll be kept on. Because let's face it. Um, if that was the vibe from how in the summer alone or buy. I mean, there is that question, Mark, as well, isn't it? Is this an Ashworth buy or is this a how buy, Lewis Hall? Um, and the, there is that element of doubt there as well, isn't it? Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a question, but they've got to work in tandem and they've got to work hand in they hand do. To, to, do. To, to find the right place. It's an interesting way you, you sort of brought up the City game and, and that was one of the games where he was hooked at half-time. And so was Louis Miley. So was Louis Miley. So he was. And, and I think there's a little bit of hindsight sort of 2020 with that game and that you win the game and yeah you look back at it fondly tactical decision. yeah in the first half Newcastle couldn't get anywhere near the ball I mean see no. we're, we're awful up top they, they couldn't get anywhere near the goal um obviously with Haaland not playing and they never looked likely to score but for 45 minutes Newcastle really couldn't get close to the ball the changes Eddie Howe made at half-time tactically changed the game. And then they, they came out in the second half and, and, and were brilliant. So it, it's maybe it's a little harsh on him that that's, that's what's remembered, particularly in that one, in the fact that he was hooked at half-time. But it was a change of mentality, a change of, a change of sort of process in that game to be able to to stem what City were doing. And that's not probably no slight on him. It just, it needed a change of direction. It needed different personnel doing different things on the field in the second half. And, and it worked. Yeah. So it's, it maybe that's a little bit too much um, to, to give him pelters for that one. But look, it's, like I say, he's got plenty of time. He's got the ability to turn everybody's mind around. And I think some of the comments in there, like he'll, and I, I genuinely believe he'll get more chances as the season goes on, as he, he provides more and more evidence that he that he can do it. And it's it's it is it's it's just an interesting conversation. It'll be interesting to see where this goes come the summer as, as to what he's done over the next six months, yeah, to warrant that twenty eight million pound fee, because on True. on certain viewings twenty eight million would seem like a snip for him. But if he doesn't put in the performance, twenty million is a lot of money to throw at a, a, a 19, 20 year old kid that hasn't done anything at that point. So mm, you're right. I mean, Ty's asking about Harrison Ashby. He was doing really well for Swansea, but he's back. He's injured, I think. 
Um, so I don't know if he's when he gets fit, we'll, we'll send him back. But he's had a good season so far, Mark, hasn't he, in terms of assists and defensively as well. He's, he's looked quite good. Harris Nashby, hasn't he, down in Swansea? Yeah, I think he he was just starting. Yeah, I think he struggled a little bit to get into the side at first, found his yeah. feet, and then got injured. As with, with like, like all Newcastle players do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think he'd come back up for for tests and stuff. I'm not sure whether he's gone back there, but he was. I think he was likely to be out for a little while as well. But he looked like he was starting to find his feet, um, getting game time, getting you know positive contributions on the field, both uh, both halves um, of the pitch. So you definitely is another one that you want to continue. And it's, it's almost a shame for him because if he's starting to perform and he comes back, he's suddenly behind two. We, we, when we said this, when obviously Livermento com, comes in, suddenly Harrison yeah. Ashby's dropped third choice right back. Mm. Um, so, I mean, potentially fourth if Emil Kraft's still around in... in yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Kraft, I mean, sure, as good yeah. as he, yeah, as good as he was uh, when he come on, I'm not sure Kraft would be there for the long term. The likes of him yeah. and Mankiw, I think, will, will be sold on, and um, you know, Harris Nashby will be Mankiw's there. Mankiw's on contract time. this season, isn't he? I think, yeah, Mankiw, Mankiw will go probably free, but um, I think Harris Nashby will will be somebody they're looking to progress in because he he does have a lot of trippier qualities in terms of his ability from dead balls. You know, is is is. His pace as well. He's probably a bit quicker than Kieran. He's good defensively, uh, so I think he is a good player. And I think he could come good for Newcastle. I really do. But uh, but it's exciting. We've got so many young players. We looked at a list the other day, and I think there was about ten of them. And uh, the the oldest was twenty three, and Sandro Tonali and Sven Botman. The rest of them were all younger. So the future is 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 really really bright. But uh, yeah, we'll be interested to see how the Lewis Hall thing progresses. But well, everyone's interested in it now, so I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. But just moving on to to tomorrow night's game market quarter final of the Carabao Cup. Um, against Chelsea, we have got our lineup there. How we think the lads are going to line up. I've got some Chelsea team news here. So if you want to bang that slide up. So this is how we think the lads are going to line up. I think Eddie's going to go for this, Mark, because this is a huge game for Newcastle. It's a chance to win a trophy. So we've gone for pretty much the strongest side that's available right now. The only big change really we've got is Emil Kraft coming in at right back, who was brilliant at the weekend. And I think he deserves that chance to start, Mark, doesn't he? Yeah, I thought he 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 was brilliant when he when he came on. Like I said, he he just he he looked like he hadn't missed a step. Um, he 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 came on. I thought he he marshaled that that left hand side of Fulham's attack really well. Yeah, he he covered for uh, when Anthony Robinson was bombing on, and he he he, he kept it, the shackles on him pretty much right the way through. I just thought he had a really really good game and. I think yeah, I think we'll, we'll likely see him him start. Obviously, with um, with Shaw being out, we'll I think we, yeah we'll, we'll likely see Burn swap to the to the middle. Tino switch switch to left back. There's the potential we could see Lewis Hall. Um, I'm not sure he maybe, will maybe, but we've seen it against Manchester United in 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 the competition that he started. So it wouldn't be a massive surprise to see him thrown in um, for this and, and maybe he's played with. Um, with, with Tino or Kraft at, uh, at right back and, and Hall at left back, but I think that's probably the way we'll see it. There's not an awful lot of options in midfield, so I think those three have to play. Um, and then the front three again pretty much picks itself. I think Isaac was was really rested for for the weekend. I think he needed that that time off, yeah, a um, time away from it without getting any minutes whatsoever. He's, he's looked really 
really well he's really struggled for for sort of fitness um but i think that front three is pretty much picks itself so yeah i think i think that's what we'll likely see but there's a couple of maybe different way you you look at that that back four but that's probably the, the strongest lineup you can you can throw at them yeah i think you know, a lot of people are talking about Trippier coming into play and obviously he can play in this game but i think just just that comment Eddie how made about how he is available i'm going to have a chat with him and see how he's fixed it. I think Howe's maybe looked at it, maybe saw Kieran's um, performances over the last few games, certainly the Everton game and the Spurs game, and he's maybe realising that a rest for Kieran's probably a good idea. And, you know, we've got the business end of the season coming, he wants to push for top four. Um, obviously, we've got the massive game against uh, the Mackhams in the Cup as well, which Trippier want to be at his peak for that as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Trippier rested for this one. Um, you know, but, but Eddie, Eddie is going to go win this game, but I do think playing craft there is, is not weakening the side. He's no Kieran Trippier, but I don't think he'll weaken the side. Tacoin's saying he agrees with this, rotate burn with Botman later to protect their bodies. I think you're right, Tacoin. I don't think Botman will start. Um, again, they don't want to risk him, you know, for, for, for an injury mark. But but that that is a good that is a good Newcastle squad. I mean, looking at the, the Chelsea lineup, I mean, I think uh, was it Christopher Nakonku uh, was was at the dugout in a, on the bench, I think, at the, at the uh, weekend. Um, and it looks like he could be making his long-awaited debut. They're saying on the cards this week. They're missing loads of players. Uh, you know, for Farner, is it uh, uh, Ch- is it Chuck 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 Owick? I can't remember saying his name. That's the one. Chalaba, um, Chilwell's obviously knackered. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Reese James is injured again. Uh, Cucurella, Sanchez, Lavia. Um, is it Madeco? He's injured as well. Uh, so I mean, in terms of what their lineup, you know, you're probably looking at. Is it Petrovic in goal? Gusto? Is it Zabi? Um, Badi Ashley? Is it that's him? Um, is it uh, Matson, Quesado, Fernandez, Sterling, Gallagher, Palmer, and uh, Brozier? So still not a bad, it's not a bad Chelsea side. Um, obviously we dispatched them in the cup, didn't we? Um, sorry, in the league, sorry, quite easily. So uh, well, hopefully we'll dispatch them in the cup. Forward thinking, I like it. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. We dispatched him in the league quite easily, mate. But obviously down Stamford Bridge, we're not travelling very well this season. How do you think this one's going to go? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess it depends on, on who they on who they play. Um, if you see the likes of Nkunku get his, his debut, he's, he's highly highly rated. He's, he's obviously been been missing all season so far. But they're, they're a strange animal, Chelsea, aren't they? They're just... Every time you think they're starting to turn a corner, they get beat again. And then when they're on a run of bag, it's all of a sudden they'll pull one out of the bag. And it's it's they were absolutely awful against Manchester United last last week. And then they looked all right at the weekend again. And it's it's such a strange mm. one. And it's it's not gonna be easy. And I think there'll be a f- I do think there'll be a few, a few players that will They've got a few players that are trying to prove their place in their squad, um, and prove their place for their for their starting lineup. Um, so I think they will come at it from a point of view where this might be their only option. This might be their only way to get um, decent Europe or European football because what are they? They're tenth in the league. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting one because I think they will throw everything at it. Um, but I just think. Look, Newcastle have a lot more stability in their side. They have a lot more consistency in their play. And I, I've, 
that's not a bad shout, Sean. I I, I think yeah. I think you're right. It could be, it could be a one nil, and if you get that goal and their their crowd starts to get on them because they're behind again, that then that I mean that could then lead into them them starting to try and push things and make mistakes, and you end up with, with a couple then. But I do think it will be tight. Yeah, I think there's going to be a tough game. I mean, uh, Sportsmall have got us losing two one. Uh, in their match prediction, I mean, it's so tight. It could really go either way, Mark. It really could. I mean, if if we show up and full of confidence and, and play the way we play at home, you know, we, we could easily blow them away. But for some weird reason, that mentality away isn't there. Um, we need big performances from Bruno, from um, from from Miley, from you know, from Wilson, uh, Gordon. You know, we, we need those players to really step up and, and and do that job. And I think the midfield is probably where it'll be won, as as you often say. Uh, you look at that midfield of Chelsea, that's how we won the game in the league. We dominated them in midfield. Um, and I think Louis seems to have the beating of Chelsea at the minute, doesn't he? Seems to be his game. Um, so you never know. You know, he, he might come at this with even more confidence than, than he normally does. But uh, I think after that game Bruno had at the weekend, you know, you'd like to think Bruno Bruno would uh, would be crowing in this game, you know, swaggering into this game. Um you know, in terms of uh, in terms of his his, his performance, because he'll want to be the man and, and boss this game. But but it, it won't be easy. I mean, if I was going to put me my neck on the block, uh, I would say my heart says Newcastle two one. Um, my head probably says one one draw and penalties is probably what I think. I think it'll it'll be such a tight game that we'll maybe just cancel each other out and go to go to pens. I think, mate, really, and then it's it's anybody's luck, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um. I... I mean, you know, what I said before, I think one goal maybe. I do think 2-1 is probably the right answer. I'm going to go 2-1, Wilson double. 2-1 for Newcastle. Yeah, good yeah. shout, good shout. I mean, Callum's due a goal. Uh, he looked sharp at the weekend. He should have had a, a goal when he hit the post. And I mean, if that, if, if Miggy hadn't tapped the second and it would 100% have been a pen and Wilson would have tucked that away. Um, so yeah. he, he he definitely is looking, he is looking sharp and... You know, I'll be looking forward to seeing Wilson at the back of the net. But listen, you know, we the lads know how close we were for winning this competition last season, and they want to get back there again. And, and with such big teams out, I mean, I looked at it. You've got Liverpool are playing West Ham, so one of them are going to go out. Everton are playing Fulham, one of them are going out. And you've got Port Vale and Boroughs the other game. So the Newcastle have got a realistic chance of getting to a final and winning this competition against maybe on paper an opponent that they see is is more than beatable. So I don't see any reason why our lads won't give it 100% and, and you know, do their very, very best to win this game. And, and hopefully we, we will do. And we'll be back with a post-match uh, review of this game, guys, tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. So make sure you jump in the channel in the lives and, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll all be celebrating another cracking victory uh, for, for Newcastle United. But just before we get into out of tune, Mark, we're over an hour now. Uh, we have got quite a few to get through tonight. But just before we get into out of tune, it's time to give away a prize, isn't it, mate? Come on down, game show void. Woo! <laughs> I can't hear the woos from the crowd. We need, the, we need a button for that, don't we? I was going to say, get the poppers and the streamers out. But yes, as we said at the start, we are over 6K, thanks to you wonderful people who smashed that button. And uh, we did do a video where we talked about the uh, the prize to give away. We've got to still got the prize picture I in here. didn't Mark, put one you, in. You terrible um, producer, Mark. Um, Slap you on the wrist. Shocking, shocking. Well, I'll fill some time talking shite as I always do while Mark's uh, trying to pull himself out of the shit here. You're as good as them Good Morning Britain producers. Oh, look how quick you are. I'll take it back. You're better. So this is the prize that uh, you guys can win in the 6K giveaway. So it's a, it's a signed uh, photograph. It's not the original to copy. 
from a brilliant artist called Matty. Is it Matty Seven Two Three? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, he does. He does loads of amazing uh, work. Uh, not just Newcastle, all clubs. You know, Man United, Liverpool, everything else. Um, and uh, we, we got some drones from. <laughs> Someone said I watched the Newcastle documentary. One million pound drones. Bloody hell! I wish we had that level of clout to give away, Gary. My we're, God, we're not Mr. Beast levels yet. But... You, you certainly wouldn't be seeing his kitchen in my living room if we had a million pound to give away. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have a fancy studio. That's for damn sure. Um, but but yeah, so so we've got these brilliant uh, brilliant drones to give away. Bruno, the Bruno and Trip ones is the first one. Um, so we're going to do this now, Mark. You have a, a live draw. I'm going to hand you over to uh, to George Dawes himself, and he is going to run the prize draw here. We're going to call Debbie McGee there for some reason. To be no, honest, not a lot, not a lot. Debbie McGee. So come on, let's no draw the prize, Mark. So Mark's got right, everyone's so- name in. Everybody's name is in here. I am going to pick out a random name. So we are using this nice random name generator from this. So good luck, everybody. Pick a random name. Gibbo7. Gibbo7. Have we got Gibbo in the comments? I don't know if Gibbo's in the comments tonight. Is he? We do see Gibbo uh, every now and again. We do. Possibly not we tonight, do. but it's, uh, well done, Gibbo. Congratulations. Well, 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 well done to Gibbo. We, we'll, uh, we'll make sure that Gibbo drops us, uh, drops us a, a message, gives us the details, sends us an email, and we will send that prize out to him. A couple of you guys in the comments have already won prizes already, so you know exactly uh, how the situation works. We will send that brilliant prize out for you uh, in the post, Gibbo, and uh, you can find a, a good place for that on your wall, mate. So uh, fantastic for you. And uh, on to 7K will be the next target, guys. So get us there. If, you, if you're already watching for the first time or whatever, smash the button, recommend us to family or friends. It'll be absolutely awesome. So so let's get finishing then, Mark, with Out of Tune. So there's been quite, quite a bit to talk about uh, in terms of outside of, of Newcastle United. And I'm going to start probably on, a, on maybe a bit of a somber note as well. We, we all saw the, the worrying scenes uh, in the Luton-Bournemouth game at the weekend when uh, when Tom Lockyer uh, collapsed again. You know, he, he collapsed, obviously, in the uh, the playoffs, didn't he? He had an operation um, to, to do with, uh, I think it was a heart issue, and he collapsed again uh, against uh, against Bournemouth. It, it, it was, it was you know, shades of Ericsson. It was awful to see again. His, his manager was in tears. Uh, the crowd were phenomenal, by the way, the Bournemouth fans, the Luton fans, absolutely amazing. A yeah. lot of them, you know, they were, they were incredible. And the rightly sort of players came out and gave them all a... Um, a round of applause, but there was an update on uh, Twitter from Luton Town because everyone was a bit worried about Tom Lockyer. So I'll just read this out. They're saying, while our captain Tom Lockyer remains in hospital following the cardiac arrest he suffered on the pitch at Bournemouth yesterday, we understand the supporters are concerned for him and that there's a widespread media interest in his condition. Tom is still undergoing tests and scans and is awaiting the results before the next steps offer his recovery, uh, his recovery are determined. We are unable uh, to provide a running commentary on the situation and request that all media please wait for any updates to be released via the club's official channels when the time is right. We all want the very best for Tom, his partner, Taylor, and the whole Lockyer family and politely ask that their privacy is respected during this difficult time because the press will be thirsty to find out what's going on uh, with, with this, Mark. But, I mean, it, it, it is it is it's scary, though, isn't it? It's just... Um, it, it puts a lot of things into perspective, doesn't it? Really, in terms of what happened to the, to the to the poor guy, and you know, I'm not really sure. Maybe we'll see him come back on the pitch really after this being the second time. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's, it's just horrible. I mean, did, having sat through, and you, I mean, it was many of us did watch the watch the Ericsson one in the in the U. That was, I mean, that was terrifying. It was um, t- to see that happen and. Just that moment the camera pans past and you just see him 
go down as the ball gets knocked back forward and just you you're sitting there going oh no not again and for it to have happened so quickly um is is horrible I mentioned this on on Saturday look that our thoughts are with him and I hope to God that he gets a full recovery and he can get back to to the game I don't think he'll play um he, he, he might I just think it's it's just a it is an awful situation. I think. I think. Hopefully, I guess you kind of hope almost these doctors take it out of his hands and just say, "Look, no more." That's it. Yeah, I think. I think. Um, they will, yeah, I think they will. It's. It's. It is age as well. What is he? Twenty nine now. Twenty eight. Twenty nine. It's. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's. That's it. It's. Um, you've got the rest of your life ahead of you. Take it, the opportunity to to walk away with your head held high, um, and. And go and, and and spend the the, the time as much with your with your family, with your kids, and and, and that. And he doesn't need to risk himself. Um, and, and I know it's it's got to be a, a difficult thing for somebody to um, to to kind of walk a, to walk away from when when football's been. And he's one of those players that have gone through pretty much every level of football, and he's got himself to the the promised land of the Premier League. And and it, and it probably goes away, um, and that's just—it is really saddening to see. But I, I just I, the fact that he was—he was conscious, he was—he um, was responsive on the field before he, as he was getting getting caught, you know, carried off. Uh, it was a real positive, and, and hopefully that's just more positive news to come in in, in the next few days and months and stuff. Yeah, no, it is. It's um, it, it it is truly worrying, you know. And I think the you know the the, the strain that these players are uh, are put under as well, you know, it's it probably doesn't help either, as you know. But I think I've just got rid. To be fair, I've I've just removed that. Comment yeah, no, I just, well. to, just... To, to be to be yeah, to be fair, to see that he was he was all right beforehand, but I think he just he stepped over a line then, and rightly so. Mark said Mark put him in the bin, um, because that's not a joking matter at all, really. To no. be fair, so. Uh, and maybe maybe just had a couple of beers and just maybe making a bit of a see you next Tuesday of himself. But you know you don't joke about people's conditions like that. So yeah, yeah. we hope that the, the Tom Lockyer is uh, you know is um, you know I suppose just gets the right advice really. But 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 I really do think um, you know that the, there's no. I think there, there is a moment in life where you get them crossroads. You have to make that decision. And as much as he loves the game and he's at the promised land and everything else, I just think that um, you know we. The decision probably will be taken out of his hands. I think, Mark, in terms of uh, in terms of that decision. But you know, we wish him well. I'm sure the whole footballer world wishes him well as well. So hopefully, you know, he can he can recover as quick as possible. Uh, there was another another bit of a sad bit of news as well. I think I've seen this kickoff. Um, a fair play to David Wagner, the Ipswich manager for for calling for this. I saw some Liverpool fans do this as well, throwing beer bottles at the Man United bus. And I just, I just don't get it. It's just a complete dick bag thing to do, really. But, but some Ipswich fans were throwing uh, cans of lager at Delia Smith's uh, motor when she was on the way to, to obviously the, the East Anglian dog, which I think ended two two in the end. But uh, fair play to Wagner; he's calling for for these fans to be banned for life for doing that. I mean, that that is so fucking dangerous, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? In terms of, uh, in terms of doing stuff like that, mate, it's just not on, is it? Well, we've seen a few of this. I mean, if you go back a, a couple of years, was it the West Ham fans again throwing stuff at the Man United coach again? again but, um, yeah. In London, and it's just 
that's just that's absolutely bang out of order. And another one, another one, just to it, it, these issues, the incidents with fans where they they they're massively massively crossing the line, and you know that you can you can you can throw a few verbals here and there and and all that kind of stuff. We see it from from fans right across the country about having a um. Uh, you know, having a bit of bit of banter back and forward, but to start criminal damage, throwing stuff, endangering people, no, there's there's definitely there's no place for anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think for me, you know, like you said, it, we all want to win the game, and there's there's tribalism and all that kind of a stuff. Do you know what I mean? But but there's health and safety, you know, of people at risk there. I mean, fuck it, I mean, what's the less mission? We've got 106 now. Is she? She cooked the dinner at the last supper for fuck's sake. You know, she's an old lady chucking cans of lager at the woman's car. It's just not right, is it at all? Do you know what I mean? So I think fair play for Wagner. You know, ban them for life. Maybe a bit excessive, I suppose. But but you shouldn't be acting like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's just yeah, it's not it's not the it's not the way to do it. Um, you know, so I, I just I hope I hope that we don't see that uh, at the derby. You know, in our game as well. I love a bit of banter and all that, giving a Macam shit, but don't start lobbing cans of log either fans at anyone's buses or anything because it's just fucking stupid, man. Yeah, absolutely right, and that does cross my mind with with way that this is well, the way this end with this whole bubble tra- travel to to Sunderland yeah. is that is there enough protection to for as those buses are getting there, I mean, it's what it's six thousand fans heading in all on buses. Yeah. It's an awful lot. I hate it's to think it, but that's a lot of targets. Lock so, up your horses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that won't happen again. I hope it doesn't. Fucking hell! But has anybody seen that guy? He's not sniffed like three lines and gone looking a lamp, uh, lamp silver in the face, is he or something like that, or black beauty? So uh, yeah, well, hopefully we won't have any bother in, in, in the derby. And we'll, we'll show we'll show those fans how to um, how to behave properly, mate. But but moving on to something something a bit more lighthearted as well. Uh, an old friend of ours made an appearance. Uh, he hasn't got a job at the moment. Well, you know, uh, you know who I'm talking about. You know, he hasn't got a job at the moment. Uh, but imagine my surprise when I was sitting doing my daily wordle with my little girl, and the Baron of Bacon himself appeared <laughs> in the Wordle. You know, uh, look at my guesses. I, I almost knew that he was there, you know. He loves he loves five at the back, so why not a five-letter puzzle, you know. Thomas. And I guessed Baron, and then I guessed Bacon. Bacon. It was on my mind. Brilliant. Clearly on my it's mind. Almost, I, it, you look at those th- those words, though, as well. It's always a sentence, <laughs> alien stain began Baron of Bacon. It's like Steve Bruce's Crisis. CV, isn't it? He alienates himself and more the clubs. He's a stain on your history. Uh, he begins a horrendous uh, era of pure mediocrity, the Baron of Bacon himself. If I'd if I'd wrote twat at the bottom, twats would that <laughs> have probably been another five-letter word, possibly. That would have been the end, the end of the of the Bruce regime. Yes, that did that did give me a chuckle, to be fair, uh, when I did that one as well. But uh, there was some other quite sad news as well, actually, mate. Um, Ian Wright's even match of the day. Isn't he at the end of the season? Which is a real shame because I like Wrighty on match of the day. Uh, I, I, he didn't say where he was going, but uh, that's quite a shame, that mate, isn't it? That he's uh, that he's leaving match of the day. Yeah, I think he's yeah. Is he, he's sixty now? He's like, I can't believe he looks fantastic for sixty. By the way, yeah. unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. When you, when, I won't, when I won't you, say what he said on his podcast because I can't say that. But 
Fair play to him. <laughs> when you when you think when you kind of consider that you you remember him kind of breaking breaking through in the late eighties, and you just think, and and, and not quite, I know he, he came to the game late, but I saw I kind of have that in my in my Great mind. Character. And you just think, Christ, I feel old now that he's. He's 60. He's 60. 60. But then you go through the fact that his kids have have both begun playing and ended playing while we've been watching. You just think, oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, I I like Wright. I think he's a good pundit. He's Very honest, as David says there. Very honest. Very funny. Um, You know, quite... quite, um, I think the older he got as well, the more... The more kind of less allegiances you had to other teams, I think you know. You know, obviously when he first started, he was very Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Uh, but he still is now a bit. But he's he not as is a little bit. Yeah, he still is a little bit. The same as Shearer though, because they can be impartial and stuff. But Shearer wrote a really nice piece about him uh, in the uh, Athletic actually as well, just saying how he brightens up. He brightens up a bad day, and I thought that's a really nice thing to say about a bloke, isn't it? Because you can say that about somebody. You know, they're, they're a decent person as well, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and look, I know there's a couple of comments in there about him. And, yeah, and like, again, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And, and like anything, no, not everybody is going to like what they do. Um, but I, I, I just, I do like him. I, I do like him mm. as a pundit. And I, I just think he, it is, it is. He's going to be one of those miss. My worry is, does this mean we're going to get more Danny Murphy? Or Jermaine Genus? Fuck them out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the one show host. Okay, you know. I tell, I tell you what. You know, you're saying there. People have different opinions. Listen, I think that's the beauty of the world. But we're all very unique people. You know, we're all wired differently. And you know, we like some people, don't like some people. You know, there was a comment about Jimmy Carr before, and I, I said that Jimmy Carr is about as funny as a wet shit on a cold day. I, I just don't find the guy funny in the slightest. But, but I think you know, it was Ian said that he sells out arenas and stuff because obviously a lot of people find him funny. Enough. Fair, fair play. You know, and same with Ian Wright. You know what I mean? I think. Um, I think you know you like him or you don't like him. Do you know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was it was very good. To see, it was very good to see uh, the kind of outpour of affection for Wrighty. I think in terms of uh, all the people that he's that he's worked with. Uh, we we haven't got a slide for it, but just quickly while we're talking about ex players being pundits and, and changing your opinion of them, I hated Roy Keane as a player. I thought he was an absolute dickhead. But I love the way he took down Virgil van Dijk after the Manchester United-Liverpool game when he said, listen, he needs to remember he's playing for a club that's only won a title once in 30 years. If our Man United fan wasn't being such a bell end, he would have heard that one. He would have uh, he would have really liked it. <laughs> so, oh, AP, they've offered you his place. On Manchester. <laughs> have you got a flat cap, AP? Have you got a flat cap is the question, mate. That's what you need to do. <laughs> I can see you on match of the day, but I'm not sure you'd be able to be as impartial in Newcastle. I don't think I would be either. It couldn't have me, and I swear to him, the bleep machine would break, I think. At least it's on after Simon, the watershed for you. That's true. Simon, Simon's offering a to be difficult. <laughs> Simon's offering a kip. Good night to you, Simon. Fantastic. Man. So we'll just finish on, on a really funny story as well, actually. Obviously, tis the season to go on your Christmas night. I was in Newcastle on Saturday night, and I could see loads of people on their Christmas nights out. And if people don't know already, our very own Jacob Murphy does have a twin brother, Josh Murphy, who currently plays... Uh, for Oxford United, I think it is. And Josh Murphy went on his Christmas night out in fancy dress with the best costume you could have possibly imagined. He went as his brother, Jacob Murphy, as you can see there, complete in a Newcastle kit with a sling on. Fucking superb. That, that's got to win costume of the year for me, Mark. That's brilliant, that. <laughs> it's, yeah, phenomenal. I, just, that's just, I mean, so I guess for him, it's so easy, isn't it, to, to do that? But yeah, it just... Uh, that's 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 just a brilliant 
brilliant way to do it. <laughs> Sorry, Gary's just done me there. Jimmy Carr's as funny as a bird and off an inch. Wow. That was better than my way. Shit on a cold day. Any day of the week, Gary. Well, well said, mate. Richard's just asking, how can Lewis be pronounced Louis? I've no idea. You'd have to ask his mum and dad, Richard, to be honest with you, mate. I don't, anyone know uh, Louis Miley's mum and dad? Ask him why. Why is it pronounced? Maybe they just want to fuck with you, you know, just to wind you up. You know, just so all of his teachers said Louis, uh, Lewis, and they went, actually, it's Louis. Just to, you know, how the teachers always correct you? They were getting back at the teachers just to correct them, just to piss them off. So who knows? Maybe that was the, the evil plan altogether, to be fair. But uh, Marcus didn't even jo didn't know Josh was still around. He is, mate. He's playing for Oxford and, and he's full of banter as well, which is absolutely class. So uh, well done, Josh. Superb. Well, that's us done, I think, for um, the, uh, the, the show. Before Christmas, Mark. So I hope everyone's enjoyed it. I'm just, in the just thinking comments. as well, the way that this has fallen is this. This is the last one of 2023 as well. Oh, it is the last. Is it the last? What's going on at 2023? Because New Year's Day is the Monday, so this oh. will be the last one of 2023 as well. well there you go. And what a year it has been. What a year has been for, for us and Evermore. Uh, thank you very much, Black 1000. Really appreciate it. Thank you very well, uh, much as well, 66. It's been a great year. We've really enjoyed doing the Monday Night Show. It's uh, it's taken off a lot. You guys really enjoy it. And it's uh, we've even got uh, uh, YouTube royalty like AP in the comments. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're we're hitting we're hitting the radars. What we're hitting the radars, but but uh, it's a uh, it's great. We we really enjoy it. It's uh, we're glad that you guys enjoy the content. It's been a phenomenal year for the channel, Mark, hasn't it? Really, it's uh, we're totally humbled by how much you guys are enjoying it and, and the great comments that we get. We are very much a baby in uh, in this whole world of uh, of YouTube and fan led media, but uh, we enjoy it. We're just a couple of dads who talk about football and love it, and uh, we're glad that you guys love it too. So I suppose it just leaves me and Mark to say, have a crack Christmas, everybody, whatever you're doing. Uh, love to your family and your friends. Have a great time. Uh, let's hope Newcastle United can uh, get us back uh, to winning ways, get us at the semi-final tomorrow, beat Luton as well, and uh, we'll be in a good position for when the fat man comes. So uh, have a cracking one, everybody. Come and join Steve. us. <laughs> yeah, not Steve. No, not me. I'm over in uh, in Greece or in, in Portugal again, working on me tan for Christmas. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with a post-match analysis, as we say, at 10pm. Come and join us in the live, guys. Have a cracking night, wherever you're doing, and we'll see you later. Cheers. Merry Christmas, guys. Take care. Merry Christmas, everyone. See you later.